uh, to us on this day. And Lord, I pray that you would speak through me in these coming moments and speak in spite of me. In Jesus' name, amen. About a week or so ago, I was um, in a local bookstore looking through some books, and I ran into one of my uh, old high school teachers, and we got talking and got to catch up for a little bit, and um, he was sharing with me that him and his wife were going on this ski trip before before the, the school year kind of resumed while they were on break. And he named the, the ski mountain that they were going to and all that. And I said, oh, I've been there. And um, I used to go there when I was in Boy Scouts, you know. And it got me thinking about that trip, uh, one trip. And uh, I have many ski stories uh, about, uh, I think I've shared at least one of them with you here. Um, but I remember uh, one particular uh, ski weekend, I was... Um, I was going through all the trails with my friends and my cousins, and uh, I found one. I was by myself at one point, and I found one uh, that I thought was new and that I thought was um, amazing, and it was a cross-country trail. And I went on this trail, and I was by myself, and I was really looking forward to it, and um, I kept going for a little while, and um, I began to think to myself, um, when does the hill show up? Um, I'm, I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting. I found a picture online this week, and this is kind of what it looked like. And um, I didn't know what cross-country meant. Um, I, I, I didn't know that that meant uh, exercise and that that meant um, a workout and just flat, flat, flat constantly over and over again and it, it became so frustrating and I began to get hot and um, I remember just I was probably uh, in the end of middle school at this time and I'm by myself in these woods and I'm thinking this is miserable um, uh, I don't understand uh, what this means but I, I thought I was going to get lost I didn't get it so I just eventually took off my shoes and um, or took off my skis, rather, in the, in, the, in the ski poles, and then I just walked in those kind of robot boots all the way back to the ski lodge until I could get back to a place where I could find a hill again. But I thought it was a good idea, but it was tiresome. I didn't know where it was going to lead, and eventually I just had to give up and start walking. It was a different journey than I had expected, for sure. And in this scripture this morning, we see a journey that also takes an unexpected route. Quite literally, it takes an unexpected route. A story that probably took place a year or two after the birth of Jesus, because Mary and Joseph are living in a house in Bethlehem at this point. And further, we see that Herod uh, trying to um, massacre children that are two years old and younger. So this indicates to us that Jesus may have been up to the age of two uh, at this point. And the, the group of Magi came to honor Jesus. They came to honor the newborn king of the Jews. And the Magi were probably, they weren't kings as sometimes we suspect, but they were probably uh, Persian or Arabian astrologers. They, they charted stars and attached religious significance to these stars. And in the ancient world, it was widely believed that stars heralded the birth uh, of great people. So the Magi took this journey, and what a journey it was just to get them to their first stop uh, in Jerusalem. As they journeyed the, to the distant Jerusalem, they began to ask questions. They began to ask where this newborn 
king of the Jews was. And of course, we know that through Scripture that Jesus was in Bethlehem. So they shared that they had come to honor him, and that didn't sit well with King Herod. King Herod, or Herod the Great, was officially seen as the king of the Jews and reigned for about 39 years. We talked about him a little bit last week and about his character. But he presented himself as the protector of the Jews and sought to gain their favor. He encouraged the development of synagogue communities. He was a great builder, and part of rebuilding and restoring the temple uh, happened in the midst of his reign. But being a great builder is what kind of coined him as Herod the Great, because really there was not a whole lot of great things about him. His job title, of course, was King of the Jews, but the Jews didn't see it that way, and that really bothered Herod, and he was um, troubled when he heard that Magi were in Jerusalem, and they came to worship the newborn King of the Jews. So as a reminder, as we talked about last week, Herod was distrustful, he was paranoid, he was jealous, he would crush you if he felt that you were in opposition to him. Uh, as a reminder, he had his ex-wife um, executed when he thought that she was plotting against him. Uh, he had three of his sons and another wife executed when, they, when he thought conspiracy was happening against him. It was once said by, apparently, Roman Emperor Augustus that he'd be, rather be one of Herod's pigs than Herod's son. And the reason for that is because the Greek word for uh, pigs and son sound very similar, so it was kind of a play on words, but it was the idea of you're not even safe if you're Herod's son. You're not even safe if you're in his family. Perhaps the saddest story in all of Scripture is when Herod orders the slaughter of innocent children in Bethlehem from newborn to age two. Herod had hopes that one of them would have been Jesus. So you can see that Herod has committed many evil sins and, and, and with his power. So when Herod sees the Magi in Jerusalem, that they're there to worship Jesus, he gathers all the chief priests, he gathers the legal experts, and he starts to get more information, and he wants to know where this Jesus has been born. And when he learns that Jesus is in Bethlehem, Herod finds out about it. And he, with, him, with his, what he thinks, his slick self, says, oh, when, when you all get there, um, let me know exactly where he is because I want to go honor him as well. I want to go pay homage to him as well. So off the Magi go, and the star leads them to the house in which Mary and Joseph and Jesus are living. And as they enter the house, they see Mary and Jesus, and they fall on their knees, and they honor him. They present Jesus with gifts, and then they learn in a dream, don't go back to Herod. Don't go back and tell Herod where this child is. So what do they have to do? They have to take a completely different route home. They have to take a new route home. This, if they had GPS back in the day, they, it, that there would have been a lot of recalculating taking place uh, in order for them to have to get back to where they needed to be because they didn't take the same routes. Christ, the newborn king, is revealed to a bunch of pagan astrologers. It's amazing. Something so amazing was in the midst of so many people, yet this group traveled so far from the east to honor Christ, the newborn king. You know, life is a journey. Life is a journey of grace. Life is a journey with God. It's a journey that we're meant to, to reflect Jesus in this world, uh, that we're meant to make heaven and earth 
come together, that we want people to, to see how we live and, and catch a glimpse of heaven by doing that. Life's a journey, and we do this journey together as a church family. But the journey sometimes also brings pain. And we don't always want to be a part of God's work in the world. We hit rough patches on the journey. We go down roads that sometimes you and I know we shouldn't be on, but we still go down those roads. Which leads me to kind of think about two ideas when it comes to journeys today. To think about and reflect on our own journey. But sometimes your journey doesn't go as expected. And I think we've all experienced this, and maybe it's a, it's a, maybe it's an actual physical example of being out on the road. Many of us have had oper- times where we have been out on a trip or doing something, and something unexpected happens. Sometimes we get a flat tire, or sometimes someone may get sick, or sometimes you just may break down, or whatever it may be. Maybe you get in a fender bender. Whatever the case may be, sometimes we're on a journey and that journey doesn't go as we expect. Uh, Things happen and we kind of get off course. And, you know, sometimes people may say, when I came to faith in Christ and started going to church, I thought life was going to be a little better, only to realize that we're still human, only to realize that people can still hurt us, only to realize that we still experience pain, that we can still experience sickness, that we can still experience loss. And I suspect that most of you know that being a Christian doesn't mean you're exempt from those things, but sometimes in life these things happen. And it's not that God is causing them, but rather God is promising to walk with us through them. And sometimes our our Christian journey doesn't go as we expect either. Maybe we think that we know God is calling us to do something one year and a few years later we think, well, maybe God's calling me to do this now. Maybe God's calling me in a new direction, whatever that may look like. Or sometimes we go down roads that lead to evil. Sometimes we go down the road that leads to sin and we do things that don't honor God and bring glory and honor to God. We do things that show we don't care at times about loving God and loving our neighbors, and the journey continues to change and go in another direction. You know, the Magi thought Jerusalem may have been it. They get to Jerusalem, they're looking for the newborn king of the Jews, and, but then they had to go to Bethlehem. And not only did they have to go to Bethlehem, then after that they had to take a different route home, and it wasn't the journey they expected, but you know something? They found Jesus on their journey. Even though the journey wasn't what they expected, they still found the Messiah. They still encountered Jesus on their journey. And I think that's important for us to hear today because sometimes, no matter where we are in our own journey, be reminded that you can still encounter Jesus on your journey, that you can still encounter Jesus where you are because God is with you, which leads to another thought about um, journeys. Not only does sometimes do our journeys not go as we expect. But no matter where you are on your journey today, always remember Jesus on your journey. The Magi didn't seem to lose focus on why they were on their journey. Though it may have been long, though they may have gone to Jerusalem first, though they may have gone a different route route home to avoid Herod, they still knew why they were there. 
they still knew that this journey was all about finding Jesus. This journey was all about paying homage and honoring Jesus and falling on their knees before him and presenting him with gifts. And I often have wondered what it must have been like for them to first see Mary and Jesus. After that long journey that seemed like it took forever for them, what must it have been like to walk into that home in Bethlehem and to finally see Jesus? on their journey and to fall on their knees and to honor him and present him with gifts. They didn't forget about Jesus on their journey. And church, we must not forget about Jesus on our journey as well. Sometimes we can get so sidetracked and we forget why it is we're even on the journey. Sometimes we can go through the motions and go through the Christian motions as well. Sometimes we can even go through come to church as a sense of going through the motions and we can forget why it is we're here. And sometimes we um, can get busy doing church stuff and forget what it means to follow Jesus. Revelation chapter 2 verse 4 speaks of abandoning our first love. May we never lose or abandon our love for God. May we never walk away from that love. Remember that love. Remember your first love. Remember who God is in your life. We're all on a journey, and sometimes we go through rough roads. Sometimes we go through rough patches. Sometimes we're on smooth roads, and things are going well, but God is with us all along. So as you journey, as you continue to journey, because every one of us, no matter where we are, we're all on a journey today, as the, as the Magi presented gifts to Jesus, what gifts do you bring to Jesus this year? What gifts do you bring? What are some of the things that God has put in your life that, that you're gifted in? Think about those things that you're passionate about, those things that, that you know that you're strong in. How can you use those to bring honor and glory to God, whatever it may be. And if you struggle with that question, I would love to talk to you about it. I would love to hear what you think some of your gifts are. And, and we could talk about ways that you can use those gifts to bring glory and honor to God. So give me a call or send me an email or talk to me after church or something. But what gifts do you have that you can come and present to Jesus this year? those gifts that you have to, to bring glory and honor to Jesus in your own life? Where do you want your journey to lead in 2020? Where do you want this, leer, this year to lead you? Wherever it is that you go throughout this year, carry the name of Jesus with you. Wherever it is that, that you go, whether it's to work or it's wherever retirement takes you or wherever, wherever your normal schedule looks like throughout the week. Don't forget to carry the name of Jesus with you because you, like Paul in the, in the New Testament, you are a chosen instrument that God wants to use to bring good news to the world. So carry the name of Jesus with you, and when you go on your journey, and as we journey into even this week and into 2020, may our love for God continue to strengthen in our hearts and in our lives, and may our love for one another continue to strengthen in our lives. 
that is a good goal to have each and every day, that you want to grow in your love for God and grow in your love for one another. Let us pray. Oh God, help us to 